Greetings and welcome, guys, to another episode of CEO Chatter Live. I'm your hostess, the award-winning editor-in-chief of Swagger Magazine, Fancy, and I'm very excited about our guest today, Coach Cora Jakes, who is um, going to be joining us in just a minute. But in the meantime, I'm going to give you all an opportunity to share this broadcast with your network so we can have more people tune in. But also, um, I'm going to take the opportunity myself so that I can make certain that I share as well. Hey there, hey there, Dr. Nikki, I see you're already on. Thank you for tuning in. I'm sorry to keep y'all waiting. Um, we were running a little bit behind this morning, but we will be getting started in just a second. And if I can stop getting all these other messages on my phone, then I could go ahead on and do my sharing too. So now let me tell you all about the special guest that we have today. And this is another part of our Women of Faith series. Um, I'm calling it a series. It's only been two parts, but I had Dr. Nikki Ziegler on last week and she and I discussed faith on CEO Chatter Live. And of course, this is a business podcast, but I always say it's where business and life intersect. So today's guest is Coach Cora Jakes. She is a pastor, author, and mother to her beautiful daughter, Amari, and energetic son, Jason, AKA Tuga, as an as eldest daughter to world-renowned Bishop Jakes and First Lady Sarita Jakes. Pastor Cora directs the children's ministry at the Powder's House of Dallas in addition to her Cora Jakes ministry efforts. Faith in It is her first book. Pastor Cora, Pastor Cora loves life and enjoys writing. She began writing her first blog, her Taylor C. Faith, at the age of 24 because of an early diagnosis of infertility. She went to the web looking for younger women at her age that were going through infertility and could be of support to her and found nothing to her age group. Soon after, Pastor Cora went through her first IVF cycle and it failed. She was heartbroken, lost, and confused, but was able to find wonderful women through her sister's blog, sarahdjakes.com, that had fought infertility and won. These women became her support and her push. They encouraged her to continue to push forward and push her to speak about her struggle in order to help others. Through this journey, Pastor Cora was able to claim her ultimate purpose. She defines fertility as the ability to produce and encourages people of all walks of life to produce their talents and their purpose by fighting with faith. So let me bring in my awesome guest today. So thank you so much for joining us today. I am so honored. Like, um, I, I'm still a little new to your ministry, but I will say I have followed followed uh, Bishop Jakes for so many years. Like, I have him on my prayer list. Um, that's just, that's kind of like my uncle daddy on the side or something, you know? So, <laughs> so now we're related. <laughs> well, hello, cousin. Uh, yeah, cousin, it would be. Sister, cousin, sister, <laughs> sister, cousin. <laughs> yeah, so um, I'm excited to have you as a guest today. Um, I always ask my guests, I know I kind of read a bio there, but I always feel like you guys can tell people who you are better than a bio ever can. So you tell us a little bit about who Coach Cora is and your words and also a little bit about what you do. Well, just call me Cora. I am... Um, here to spread joy and faith and help people get through their trauma and become triumphant in it. I have been able to mentor and bring healing to people who have experienced sexual abuse, um, who have had 
had bad marriages. I've been able to bring healing and reconciliation to those. Um, for a long while, I was a, a health coach. And so I helped people lose weight and choose their health and just live better and drink their water and mind their business in this season. <laughs> I am a mother at heart. I am um, a friend, a big sister, and uh, just trying to be a light where there is so much darkness, to be honest. And I love that. I love, um, because I always say I'm a light so I can relate to you there. Um, And I'm curious to know, it wasn't one of my original questions, but what was it that made you decide to pivot from health coaching to life coaching? Well, I felt like I was doing life coaching before anyway. So I actually pivoted from life coaching to health coaching back to life coaching. <laughs> and so I I enjoyed the one-on-one and personal connection that I could have with my mentees versus the health coaching was very um, programmatic. Uh, my my life coaching, I get to to walk with you, to fight with you, to pray with you, to um, to be personally connected to the chaos in your life and help you to learn how to control uh, yourself and your emotions while in that chaos. And I enjoy that okay. part. And it makes a lot of sense. And also I figured just you could possibly help them even more, but, you know, just as a life coach, because a lot of those uh, those boundaries that they may have may be impacting their health as well. So that makes a lot of sense. And so I'm curious to know, did you um, like, I mean, just being the daughter of Bishop Jace, did you feel any pressure like to go into a Christian business or, you know, like that you had to have something that was kind of, helping people, you know, did you ever feel obligated to do that? Or is that just something that came naturally to you? I really, it came naturally to me since I was a little girl, um, at li- literally at my five-year-old kindergarten graduation, I said that I was going to be a preacher just like my dad. And um, I dedicated my life to studying him and um, studying his rhythm and just admiring his study, admiring his connection, admiring his anointing. And um, then being wowed at the ability that I had to tap into that anointing, uh, being his daughter. Um, that I could replicate and continue his rhythm um, and hold up the legacy in some way was not something that I felt pressured into doing. It was an honor. It was something that I I wanted to do. I, I set myself up for it at five years old. Wow, that's really beautiful. And also just to have that, you know, that type of figure Um, Whether it have been a a dad figure or a father figure, but just, you know, to have someone in your life that you like to emulate in that way. I think that that's really awesome. Um, That's an awesome experience. So I'm curious to know uh, also just with your clients, you know, because we're going to talk about faith in just a minute. But I want to make sure we kind of discuss some of the business things. But with your clients, what do you often see like as their biggest challenge or, you know, like the most common challenge that you see with within those that you work with? Oh, fear. 
if you're coming to my table, it is fear, um, typically because we are uh, not necessarily in this season afraid of failure, but we're afraid of the responsibility that comes with success. And so God may show us where we're going or give us a snippet of what he would have for us to do. And the success of that becomes so scary and so overwhelming. And if you measure your mantle based off of your mess uh, and not your message, then you end up feeling like you are not worthy for where God is calling you to walk. But uh, when you come to my table, I give you the map on how to see the things that try to make you a victim and get the victory out of it, how to find the joy uh, in the middle of the storms. I think that it's a very um, it's a very good strategy of mine to find out the strategy of my enemy. And so I find that I am kind of a secret weapon in that way to my mentees because they'll tell me a story or tell me what they're going through. And automatically I can see what the enemy is trying to do. And so I give them give them the map. I like that. And and, and I think that that's um, it kind of brings me to my next question, because I just finished your book, Faith in It. And I remember uh, one thing you said is. I don't have to be perfect to help you find your purpose. And I thought that was such a monumental statement because oftentimes, even with my own clients, you know, everyone feels like they have to have it all together. And then oftentimes we don't need to have it all together. But what was it that kind of brought you to that point where you realize like, hey, I can still help people even though I am imperfect? You know, what was it that brought you to that point? I think that when I was um, diagnosed with polycystic ovarian syndrome and they hit me with infertility or uh, the the inability to produce is now uh, the definition I understand that to be. When I understood that definition, it became very easy for me to understand that just because I may not be able to produce in one area doesn't mean that I am not able to produce in others. And there is a season for productivity. And so for me, I felt like it was very important for me to figure out how to continue to be fruitful, even though I was in a season that felt fruitless. And so it was a challenge. It was a challenge to my faith. It was a challenge to my mentality. It was a challenge to my my heart. Um, and I think that I really put myself in a position to say, I've got to be productive. I've got to be fruitful. And just because I'm hurting in this space, doesn't take away my power. Um, if if we, you know, just coming off of Resurrection Day, I'll just tap in just a little bit. If we were to wait until we were cleaned up and perfect, uh, then we would never get to the victory that God had for us to begin with. It came through bloody betrayal, 
and denial and hurt and pain. And yet God still in his sovereignty showed a power in Jesus's bloodiness that no one will ever be able to replicate. And that was him broken. And that was him bleeding. And that was him hurting. And if his story of being broken and bleeding and hurting for us can heal us and save us, then why can't my story of being bleeding and broken and hurting not save somebody else? That makes a lot of sense. And so I'm curious, um, I, I asked Dr. Nikki this about a time that made her question her faith, but I realized too that with your, um, as you described it as the inability to reproduce, was would you say that was like your your biggest challenge? You know, as oh, far as like, I, man, if you had asked me maybe four years ago, I'd say yeah, infertility was the biggest challenge to my faith uh, for sure. Up until two years ago, uh, the biggest challenge to my face right now was sudden divorce uh, due to absolute. Um, surprising trauma and uh, my daughter kind of shaking uh, both of our world. Um, And so I found myself having to choose between the love of my husband and the love of my daughter and who to believe and who to help. And so um, my faith was not only challenged, but I, I can't even really explain the desperation that you go through when you have hit your worst nightmare and like you really need God. Like there, there was no other option for me, like I have tried other options to get me through other storms, but this particular storm, there was no other option for me, but Jesus. And, and my faith was, was not broken, but I questioned my faith. I questioned my steps. I questioned what I ordered and what God ordered. Uh, I think that the true challenge to your faith is when you find yourself submitting to the true will and plan of God that you have no control over and cannot see. Infertility was kind of an unknown thing for me. Absolutely. And I really needed to depend on God because I couldn't see the other side of that, but being absolutely blindsided gives you the push and the pressure that you need to push to God in a way you've never done before. And so divorce and trauma and 12 years of what I thought was absolute love and amazingness to crash and burn the way that it did, uh, I'd say now would be my my biggest my biggest faith fight. I'm still fighting. I'm still 
I'm still pushing. I'm still um, overcoming and happily healing. But uh, it did shake me. And, and I think I will be, I'll be shaken for some time, if not just for me, but for my daughter as well. That, that was a lot. I'm sorry. I just kind of, you know, I wasn't expecting that, but I appreciate your transparency. So I, I got to kind of regather because I was, it was just a lot of, a lot of other questions kind of came to mind, but I don't want to dive all into that. But so I, I, I have to ask, I know that, you know, there has been a lot of things being said. And then, you know, just even with having a divorce, and you, I really hadn't saw anything like you responded in any sort of way. How have you been able to, you know, like just to keep yourself up, to, to be in a mental state, to deal with people, to ignore all of that? You know, how were you able to do that? Um, I do not right now have the luxury to entertain anything outside of what's going on with my family. And so it is very easy for me to ignore outside noise because outside noise will never be able to silence my home. The only thing that's going to silence my home and stabilize my children and stabilize me is for me to focus on my children. Um, People are going to say things about me for as long as I live. Some will be true, some will not. But what people believe, I have no control over that. I have to focus on my kids. I I would do a disservice to my daughter. I would do a disservice to my son to allow people that do not know us, that do not understand and could never fathom what we're going through to be a dictator on the direction that I'm going to walk in. I just, I can't do that. I I wish that I had the time that people think I do to separate myself from focusing on my children and healing them and healing us, but I simply don't. I don't have the time to, to get distracted by nonsense. So the Lord has just really been telling me to tell people to just keep watching. People have been bashing me, sending me messages all over. I just say, just keep watching. Cause at the end of the day, all will be seen at the end. <laughs> there's, there's just keep watching. <laughs> you just well, had to I think- was being crucified. All we, all we could do was keep watching. Just, just keep watching. Yeah. And, and that makes sense as well. And I mean, we'll, we'll see everything play out, but it seems like you're in a good place, which I, I really like. So I'm curious to know, um, I even in faith in it and I've moved on to the second book. Um, is it, I want to say ferocious for you. Yeah. Okay. I just started reading it last night and I was like, dang, I ain't got no questions for that just yet. But <laughs> I am curious to know, um, also, just like in faith in it, you mentioned that, you know, you were looking forward to motherhood since you were like five or so, since like you mentioned. And I just wanted to know, like, what was it that, you know, that attracted you so much to motherhood? Because it seems like you, you wanted children. You knew you wanted children at an early age. And I thought that that was kind of different. You know, a lot of people, they're still trying to find their way and so on. But for you, that was kind of almost like a goal. 
Yes, absolutely. Um, well, a few things. The first thing is at 10 years old, the Lord gave me a dream um, of me being a mother to a son that I would birth and his name would be Nehemiah. So from 10 until now, I have been waiting on that promise, fighting for that promise, working towards that promise. Um, that's the first thing. The second thing is I had an amazing mom. My mommy bear is top quality motherhood. Like, I don't know a nurturer better than her. I don't know a hug better than hers. I don't know a word of encouragement. Her voice would calm uh, uh, the worst of storms in my life. And I, I looked at her in awe. Uh, my sister became a mom very early and knocked it out of the park, was graduated high school, first in her class, like 4.0 GPA. Like I had amazing examples around me of what a mother was. And I wanted to be like my mom. I wanted to be like my sister. I wanted to experience um, God the creator is the third reason. I, I believe that there is a special, unique connection that a woman has and gets with God when she births from her body. Um, I believe that there is an Elohim uh, encounter that happens from woman uh, to God, from womb to the hand of God. Um, and I, I'm intrigued at that connection. I'm intrigued at uh, God, the creator in me and not just through me. And so uh, those are maybe the three reasons why I really ran after motherhood. Um, and I, I always felt like I would have to birth uh, in order to be a mother. But um, I don't know that I could love my kids anymore had I birthed them myself. Like I, I would rip a bear's hair, head off over my kids. Like easy. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's all. Um, well, I'm not going to say all mothers because we be seeing some crazy stuff in the news. But Listen for here. those of us, yeah, it, it, I think that's a lot of us. So we ripped the head off. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, last thing, my last, well, one of my last questions is um, just for those who are trying to strengthen their faith, what, what advice or suggestions would you give them? I would say get into your word. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Simple, right? But really, you want to get into your word from a perspective of what you need and not just that you're studying. So what I mean by that is a lot of times we will read the word for just knowledge, and understanding, but we'll be going through anxiety, we'll be going through pain, we'll be going through depression, we'll be going through needing wisdom. And we don't use the Bible as a strategy that helps us to get through those things that we're going through in our life. And so when you are getting into the word and you're wanting to build your faith, 
Your faith is about what you believe God can do for you. I pray on the level of my faith based off of what I believe he can do for me and what I've seen him do for others. When I read the word, I go to the word for what I need strategy for. So it feeds the deficit and it gives me, um, it gets my attention because if you're reading, but it's not a plot applicable to you, it's not relatable to you. It's like, I'm just reading like this is boring. I'm, you probably falling asleep every time you pick up the Bible because you're not picking it up for a strategy for your storm. You're picking it up just to read a story. You need to pick the word up for a strategy for your storm. And once you're feeding that particular deficit, then you go to the next one and the next one and the next one. And your faith is built as you are building a strategy for what you're going through. Wow. Okay. Because I'm, I'm, I'm one of those. I must admit right now, I am um, doing some work on myself and just trying to get closer to God. And so these interviews have just been so helpful for me because um, I'm, you know, I'm learning from women of faith. It's like, a, I'm really being a student right now. So just I'm taking in everything that has been said and it's just been, it's a lot to process, but I realized, you know, it's also something that I intend to do though, the things that I want to see through. So I'm going to definitely be using that tidbit of information um, as well for myself. So okay. now what is, what is, um, what's next for Cora? You know, like I know, um, are you writing any more books? Um, of course you're doing your life coaching, but what can we expect? Well, I am definitely writing a book. Um, a lot of people know me, uh, my ministry is prayer. And so a lot of people have been asking for me to do a prayer book, just a book of prayers. Um, and though my books that I've written have prayers that I've written in them, um, this book that I'm working on now will be the prayers specifically that I use to get through this uh, current trauma uh, and other traumas that I that I have uncovered and faced in the just the years of my life. So um, I'm working on that now. I'm going to be coming out with a new and improved Call Me Core podcast. Uh, I'll be looking to to do that sometime, uh, probably around my birthday, July. Um, it, July 19th is my birthday. So um, those are, are the two things right now. I'm starting to minister again and get my feet out there uh, and ministering again. And so, yeah, we're just going to, we're going to rock the boat and, and go where God says. And I'm sure that my divorce journey and whatever I learn and how I happily heal from, from there uh, once the trial and everything is done, then I'll be writing a book about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to be on the lookout for it. So um, I hope to get a minute with you when we're in Dallas. Um, that's actually next yes. week. But guys, yes. So uh, Cora is going to be at the Herpreneur Experience in Dallas, which is presented by the Herpreneur Network. Dr. Nikki is on. You guys can, um, I think Jermail even dropped it in the link. Let me just show you all right quick. For those who are interested, if you're trying to get your tickets still, so y'all can go ahead on and get your tickets. And I hope to be seeing all of you all in Dallas and just um, connecting and and networking with everyone. So thank you so much, Cora, for coming on with us, guys. Let me 
let me drop her um banners so so also you guys can uh visit her website at callmecora.com and then also is this the right instagram for you because i looked at the post yes. but i just wanted to make yes. certain okay yeah okay because so her- instagram is raggedy and won't change my name on my original page uh, so yeah okay awesome. <laughs> follow her at official me i mean official call me cora yeah call me cora um, on Instagram as well. So thank you so much for taking the time out mm-hmm. to speak with me. This has been a major interview for me. Um, as Dr. Nikki was talking about bucket list, I think this is something off my bucket list today. So I my appreciate favorite. it. Thank you. And you have a blessed day. I'm going to do the last of the announcements and let's see. All right, guys. So thank you all for tuning in to this special CEO Chatter Live. It will be, um, we will have the replays available uh, across all of your favorite podcasting platforms. So if you came in late, you will be able to listen to the replay. You can always, of course, watch the replay here on our Facebook page. And then we're going to also be transferring this over to our website. But then most importantly, this is all a part of our upcoming Women of Faith issue, which is going to be one of our digital issues. And Cora is going to be one of our cover stories. Dr. Nikki is going to be our other cover story. So this is our first time doing a dual cover. We're very excited excited about those things um we pray that you all will support us with this venture um you know because we always need you all support but i really have loved all the comments that have come through i appreciate you all for uh staying on and just watching the interview in full it was really good i'm full myself because i needed to hear everything that she said today and then i also just want to remind you guys that um we have opened our uh winning women directory volume two is now open so you guys can purchase your listings for that this is the link here um i'm gonna also drop the link in the comments the directory listing is only fifty dollars so um and the directory will go will go live in june we already have the original directory up so you guys can also view that one if you like to know more about it or just see an example of how it looks but i'm also going to drop it in the comments i was trying to pull that yeah, Dr. Nikki, Dr. Nikki said I was about to cry. You had to gather yourself. Yeah, I did kind of have to gather myself for a minute, for a minute, because like I said, this is just this is just an emotional time for me. But I think that um, God wanted me to do these interviews. Like this is the season that I'm in, so it's just really cool that I'm a journalist and I'm able to speak to these people, you know, these women of faith, and just really get all this inside knowledge. You know, like of course I can read books and I am reading books. I'm listening to podcasts. But it's good to just be able to have these conversations with people that you really see, you know, living those experiences. So, again, thank you all for tuning in. I'm going to go ahead on and close out. And if you all have any questions or uh, would like to be a guest on CEO Chatter Live, then always, you can always reach us via our Instagram or Facebook page and just send us a DM. So thank you all again. Peace and blessings and have a great day. <laughs>